Amen. Amen. Um, but uh, isn't God is good. God is good. Um, one, one thing, I want everyone to take their keys out. And last week, we talked about the keys to the kingdom. And without your keys, you can't go nowhere. You can't get into the house. You can't drive your car. When you look, have you ever lost your keys before? Jesus. You can't open up the, the you can't open up the door to success. You can't get nowhere. You can't get nowhere. Um, so today's message is, is, is that we need to trust in God because trusting God and having faith in Jesus Christ is the key to freedom. It's the key to hope. It's the key to peace. When we have faith and believe, he can. Can you say he can? Oh, man, do you believe he can? And hey, put your keys back in your pocket so you don't lose them. I know how it is. Don't put them on the side of the bench. Amen. Uh, today's message is plan the plan to be free. Everyone say plan, plan. to be free. be free. Then I want you to say release, release. and surrender. Ah, uh, yeah. Release and surrender. Release and surrender. Uh, it, it, it's a... It's an action to release and surrender. It's a casting my cares upon him. It's a casting of my cares. It's a casting of, of freedom, of releasing something so I can be free. Because sometimes we hold on to things that keep us in bondage. Ah, we hold on to it. I believe people want to be free. I do. I believe people want to be free from their internal bondage. I do. I do. That has been created, and this internal bondage has been created by either past choices hmm, and hurt, but they just accept that that's the way it's going to be. Right. And, and so this internal bondage, um, they just accept that, hey, I'm just going to be like this. I'm just going to be this person, and I was hurt. And I'm going to keep this hurt. Um, they just accept it. They have to stay stuck because their pain, that because the plan to be free just doesn't work for them. So they just stay stuck. They just stay stuck in the life. They just stay stuck in their situation. They stay stuck with a confused mind, with a dark heart. They say, this is the way it's going to be. And... That is not a good plan. That is not a good plan. And some, uh, and, 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 and the thing is, is that the, the, the plan to be free, it, 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 takes, it, takes, it takes time. It, it, takes, it takes the focus on what will make me free. And the world has a lot of options to be free. Matter of fact, um, in order for these lights to be put up, what if I said, what if I said, hmm, I need to put these light bulbs up, and I'm going to listen, I'm going to stand on this? Huh? No, I am. I am. I'm going to change some of some these light, and I try to get on top of this. Is that going to work? No. What if I stand on uh, Minister David's shoulders and try to get up there and reach the light and try to change it? No, no, no. Listen, I need some counsel because I need to talk to somebody that knows how to change the light. 
I need to talk to somebody and let, let, let them know that there's a ladder in the building. <laughs> there's a ladder in the building and it's safe and it's secure and, and, and they can even hold it for me while I climb up and change the light bulb. I need some counsel. I need to talk to somebody that knows what they are doing. Are you with me? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever, maybe maybe your husband, maybe even you, I don't know. Have your husband ever tried to fix something and you know good and well he don't know <laughs> what he's doing. <laughs> and he just better like, just call the plumber. Just call the electrician. Just call him. Just call him. Sometimes they're not ready to call them until they're in the hospital somewhere, shocked, water all over the place. Seek counsel, huh? Plain spell, Proverbs 15 and 22, and we go back to the Proverbs 15 and 22, it says plans fail for lack of what? Man, plans, well, you may have a plan to change. I might have a plan to change that life, but guess what? If I try to stand on that stand right there or stand on uh, Minister Davis' uh, shoulders, guess what? That plan is going to fail. I'm going to be up there falling. Y'all going to be laughing and looking at me. Y'all better not laugh. That's not nice. <laughs> so, uh, so, but he says, but with many advisors, they succeed. So, listen, and who better to counsel us on how to deal with life? Oh, man. Who better to counsel us on how to deal with life than the Father, the creator of life? Oh, my goodness. Who's better to counsel us and lead us through this life is the one who created it and the one who actually walked in our shoes. The one who got a body to come down and deal with some of the stuff we're dealing with today. Who better than have counsel for the one, from the one who overcame? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to talk to the one who has done this before. I want to talk to the one who, 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 who is the creator of life. Because I just believe, I don't know about you, but I just believe that he will have the best counsel for my soul. Right. Huh? I believe he will have the best direction on how to overcome some of the things that I'm dealing with in life. How do I deal with no father in the home? How do I deal with being hurt by men or being hurt by women? And, and some of us plan, well, I've been hurt by a man. So listen, here I'm a woman, hear me roar. And it's okay to roar a little bit. But you can't totally diss the man. Can't totally get on. Just have a heart, hard heart in your heart. You can't. Uh, 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 yeah, we can't. We can't allow uh, uh, what women have done or uh, have said to us to, to hurt us to the point where we just treat them any kind of way. You know, a lot of men and young guys they use the excuse. They use the excuse that because a woman is running around and she's sleeping around that, listen, I might as well go ahead and do what I do because they don't care about themselves anyway. That's not a good plan. And that's why so many women, are, 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 the cycle continues on and on and on because we, we, we have allowed the internal bondage and the plan of, 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 of saying that this is the way that life has to be to be incorporated in our life. Our kids are running amok. I looked up what amok means. 
Because I was like, you know what? I hear the older saints say that a lot. A monk. <laughs> and so I said, I don't even know what it means. And it means running wild. Yeah? I'm, sometimes I think they just saying it. I don't even know what they do. <laughs> running, they running a mock. <laughs> um, that means running wild. I, kids are running wild. How do I deal with the kids running wild? How do I deal with being hurt by man or being hurt by a woman? How do I deal with uh, uh, growing up with no father at home? How do I deal with with with, with even my 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 if, 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 if my sin was cheating all the time? How do I how do I overcome that? To, 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 to say, how do I overcome that to say I, I can control my eyes? But it's because when you've been cheating so much, you just speaking it to yourself that I can't even control my eyes. I just can't. This is the way I am. And so we accept it. How do we deal with that? How do we deal with current circumstances? How do we deal with negative traits that has followed the family? How do we deal with uh, a divorce being in our family time and time and time again? And then now all of a sudden, we just feel comfortable in divorce. We just feel comfortable as like, yeah, let's just get a divorce. We feel comfortable in it because we don't know how to deal with it because we're not seeking counsel from the man of life. And we allow ourselves to hold on to pain and hurt and discouragement and we follow a whole other plan. How do I deal with the negative traits of drugs, of alcoholism? I've been following this plan all my life and it's been getting me nowhere. It's been getting me nowhere. How do I deal with this? How do I deal with this? Listen, there's a drought in the land. There's a drought where people can't find hope, where people can't find peace, where people can't find freedom from their pain, where people can't find freedom from their addictions. There's a, there's a land full, and this is a drought that we're going through. This is a drought where people are walking. This is a drought, and, 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 and people can't find a way out. And, 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 it's, and now we're dealing with uh, the darkness of the mind. It's a drought happening in the mindset where we can't feel like, how do we overcome this? How do we make it? And everything the world offers for a solution is temporary. Everything the world offers is a temporary and it ends in death. Everything the world offers ends in death. <laughs> Everything it offers ends in death. Ah, drugs, alcohol, uh, depression, fear, worry. It wants you to focus, it wants you to hold on to this thing. They, depression has almost turned into a mechanism for people that this is just the way I am. I accept it. And they turn it into a mechanism of a solution of saying that this is the way I'm going to be. Giving up on family. People have given up on their family. Running out on their children. Giving up. Because they say this is the world's solution. And it's temporary. And it ends in death. Now the child is, is left alone. Has no hope. Has no father to look up to. Guess what? This ends in death. It ends in death. Giving up on family, giving up on your marriage ends in death. If you give up on your hope, on your marriage, it's going to end in death. It's not only you that is affected, but it affects the whole plan. It affects the children. It affects the family down the line. It even affects your cousins. It affects your friends. Because they begin to lose hope in marriage. They begin to lose hope of life. All of these things and more in badly. It's time for a new plan. Do you believe that? Amen. 
I think it's time for a new plan. I'm going to tell you about a widow whose plan sucked, all right? It just did. There was a drought happening in the environment, and it was not sustainable for people to live in. There was a drought, meaning no rain, and nothing can grow in rain. Nothing can produce because there is no rain. Also, back then, um, this widow, back then, widows uh, were poor to resources. They, they couldn't get their husband's social security, okay? They couldn't get uh, uh, nothing from their husband. If they, their husband died, that was just it. In these times, a widow was poor, all right? Where, where small, she didn't have no man. She didn't have no man. Everything was uh, a struggle in her life. We've been there before. We've been there where whatever it seems hopeless, all I see, mm, all I see is darkness. We've been there before where all I see that there is no hope. All I see a dead ends. And we've been there before where everywhere you look, it seems like a dead end. There's a dead end here in my marriage. There's a dead end here in my children. There's a dead end here in my job situation. Everywhere I look, there's a dead end. There's a dead end and I'm trying to find a solution. I'm trying to find a plan and all these things that I've been doing has not been a way out to find peace and hope. I cannot find it. I cannot find joy because this is a drought that's happening in my life and I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. Then God tells her, I need you to take care of my servant, Elijah. What? I'm in a drought, God. I'm going through some things, God. I'm dealing with some stuff. Now you're telling me, God told the widow, I need you to take care of my servant, Elijah. Now, Elijah was already been taken care of. God, God has already, during the drought, God had already given Elijah a bird was coming and feeding Elijah. He gave him a, 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 a river, a brook to drink from until it ran dry. So listen, Elijah, God could have provided Elijah how he wanted to, because he's God. He could have had, he could have had water just falling down from heaven just for his little spot. Just, just, yeah, I'm just gonna give you water, Elijah. I'm just gonna help you out right now until this drought is over. And the reason why this drought was going on because the king would not listen. And, and, and Elijah said, listen, a drought's going to happen until you open up your ears and hear. And so uh, God could provide for him any kind of way. But God decided to choose this widow who is poor, who, who has no hope, who, uh, uh, that's dealing with hunger issues and, and is dealing with a drought. And there's no hope for her. And now God is saying, I need you to take care of my servant. Oh, man. Now Elijah was already being taken care of. I tell you the truth. There is a spiritual call to trust in the Father, yes. our provider of life. Yes, sir. We are lost without him. Do you not know there's a spiritual call? That there's a call out here to trust God. Yes, yes. There's a call out here for you to trust God, for me to trust God. God is calling us to say, trust me. Amen. Trust me. Trust me. God is calling on this widow's life to trust him. It's not that the fact that God could not provide for Elijah, 
But God wants to show others, and he wants to show others that are dealing with a drought, that is dealing with no hope, that is dealing with no peace, that is dealing with no love, that listen, if you trust me, if you trust me, there's a spiritual call for trust. There's a spiritual call that our Father is calling us to trust him. So through her circumstances, there is this call to trust God. First Kings chapter 17 and verse starting in verse 10, it says, so Elijah was told that a widow was going to take care of him. So he went to Zarephath and when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. Oh, there you go, God. You said our widow was going to take him in. There she is. I went to the town, and there at the gate, there was the widow. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water and a jar so I may have a drink? Elijah, this woman is dealing with some stuff. There's a drought going on. You asking her for some water? You asking her for, to help you? You should be speaking and giving her water. But everyone say, trust God. Sometimes God puts us in situations and circumstances in life so he can show us who he is. We've been following a plan that has not been working, but the plan to be free is a plan to trust God. A plan to be free is to release and surrender. She was in a predicament, in a situation where now she had to run and get some water and she had to release and surrender and trust in who? Trust in God. She was in this position and sometimes saints, God has allowed us to go through a drought sometimes. God has allowed us to go through some things sometimes because he's looking, he's looking to see if you will release and surrender and trust in him. Will you trust me? Will you see the power, allow my power to work in your family? Will you see allow my power to work in your life? Will you see allow my power to change your life? Will you trust me? So, listen. So she, as she was going to get it, so she's okay, I can get him a jar of water. I can do that. So she ran up. I'm about to go. But while she was in the midst of getting the water, Elijah said, hey! Everyone say, hey. Let me get some bread, too. So she and then all of a sudden she stopped. She's like, okay, now he asking for too much. Y'all ever told God that before? Don't don't raise your hand. As she was going to get it, he called and said, Bring me a piece of bread. Now there is a call to give up something she has to release. The water was easy, but now the bread. Sometimes we can, sometimes we can let stuff go easily. Like, okay, God, I, I'm gonna let that go. God, I'm gonna let that go. I'm gonna give it to you. Don't shut up, Then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, he asked for the nitty gritty. He asked for the deep, deep stuff deep down inside. He asked for you to give up your life for him. He asked to surrender it all for me. Surrender your plan 
for divorce. Surrender your plan of depression. Surrender your plan for worry. Surrender your plan of discouragement. Surrender your plan to give up. Surrender your plan to stay addicted. Surrender your Surrender your plan. He's asking to give up something that was that's close to her. And she said, listen, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's there are uh, some things we find easy, but then the other things we find hard to give up, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been there. We've been there where it's oh man, it's hard to believe. It's, I've been hearing too much stuff. I've been hearing the one percenters. I've been hearing uh, Black Lives Matter. I've been hearing all this stuff. And I've been hearing about King James and how he is. I've been hearing about this. And it's been distorting your faith in God. It's distorting the trust in God. And we've been hearing all of this stuff. But deep down inside, there was a call to trust him. It's deep, deep down inside to let some things go. There's some unforgiveness in your heart. There's some things you've been holding on about, about whoever, about whoever, whoever it might be. My cousin, my, my friend, my pastor, my, my, my the choir director, whoever it is, the deacons, whoever it is, there is something you are holding on to and you've got to let go and release and trust God. There's some things you've been holding on to with your wife, with your husband, and it's time to release and let God. It's time for a new plan. It's time for a new plan. So he said, I want to tell somebody it's time for a new plan. In verse 12, in the next set, in the verse 12, uh, it says, as surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. But she did have some bread. She did have some bread, but it, it, it was going to be hard for her to let go. She said, only a handful of flour in a jar and only olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home now and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. That plan sucks. <laughs> Man, that's a jacked up plan, man. I don't know about you. I, I, I don't know about you, but guess what? That's, that's a plan that many in the world today are choosing. Yeah, they're choosing to hold on to the little bit for a little bit of joy, for a little bit of peace. They're holding on to a little bit of hope. And they say, listen, I'm just going to hold on to this and just die in this. I'm going to die in my mess. I'm going to die in my unforgiveness. I'm going to die with my hard heart. I'm going to die with a frown on my face. I'm going to die in depression. I'm going to die with suicide. I'm going to die with worry. I'm going to die in fear. I'm going to die in all of this mess that I'm facing, that I'm going through. I'm just going to try to get a little bit of hope here and there through alcohol or drugs. I'm going to try to get a little hope here and there with whatever I'm trying to do. I'm just trying. I'm seeking it. I'm finding it over here, wherever it may be, a self-help book. I got to find it somewhere, and then I'm just going to waddle in it and die. That's not, that's not a good plan. It's not a good plan. It's not a good plan. And, and, and guess what? The, the plan, and, and if you would see closely, is that the plan not only affects her, but it affects her son. Oh, Jesus. How many times have we had a plan in life and it's, and it's not a good plan and it caused destruction not only for yourself but for your family around you? Ah, uh, it hurts your family, it hurts your son, it hurts your wife, it hurts your husband, it hurts your children. It hurts, it hurts, 
because you just plan to eat and die. Oh, man. And now the son has to suffer. Now the family has to suffer because you decided to let it go and choose your path and not God's plan. This is her plan for life. My environment, listen, your environment is, the environment sometimes around us is a drought and it's killing us. Uh, my, my son has no father. My circumstances has taken away my hope. I'm holding on to the facts that this is it. This is how it's going to be. And I can't make it. There are people out losing out there. They cannot find a way to win. They cannot find a way to victory. And I'm asking the church today to speak light into somebody. To speak encouragement into them because the plan that they're on does not work. And guess what? You know the plan. You know it works. You know the hope of glory. You know the peace. You know who's your joy. You know who's the center of your life. You know. You know. And it's time for you to tell somebody a new plan. Oh, man. It's time to tell somebody there's a new way. I'm not going to give up on my marriage. I'm not going to give up on my life. I'm not going to give up before depression. There's a new plan. There's a new way. There's a new way. There's a new way to overcome. And it's Jesus Christ. There's a new way. She was, she was holding on to these facts. And Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. God is telling us today, don't be afraid. He says, go home and do as you have said. Go home and make, make some bread and get your little jar of water. But she said, but first, make a small loaf of bread for me. Oh, Elijah, that sounds selfish. Right. Hmm. From what you have and bring it to me. Man, Elijah, that does sound selfish. And then he says, and then make something for yourself and your son. Listen, make this, make this for me first. Man, that sounds terrible, don't it? He know this girl just said, I ain't got no bread. I'm hungry. I ain't got no water, Harley. I was about to give you some water. Now you're trying to take my last little bit of bread. That's, that, Elijah, that's just wrong, man. That's wrong. But, but listen, but what God is trying to show us, he's saying, trust me first. Trust me first. Your plan sucks. Trust me first. Trust me with what you have. Trust me. He's saying, basically, he's saying, trust me with your life. Yes. Trust me with your life. Because the path you're going on right now is going to lead to death. God's saying, trust me with your life. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. He said, don't be afraid. Go home. And he said, go ahead. Make them all. And then make it for me. God said, trust me with your life. For this is what the Lord told me. He said, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up. And the jar of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends the latter rain. He sends the rain on the land. Mm, mm, mm. God is telling her. He's saying, trust me with your life. This is a better plan. Trust me with your life. God is saying, put your trust in me. Walk in this new plan. Walk in the plan of trusting me. Because when you walk in me, by, by surrendering and releasing, some of us are holding on to too much hurt. Some of us are holding on to too much pain. Some of us are holding on to what the doctor said. Some of us are holding on to what Joe Blow said. 
Some of us are holding on to no father being in the home. Some of us are holding on to these things in our life. God is saying, release the hurt, release the pain, release the depression, release the fear, and trust me with your life. Trust me with your life. Trust me with your life. Trust, he said, release and surrender. He said, put your life in my hands. What has been holding you back? Don't rely on the world's solution. What has been holding people back? It is time to tell them the testimony about your life. How you trusted God. How you trusted your life and put it in God's hands. And how he took you out and how he directed you and guided you through a drought in your life. Oh man, y'all not feeling me today. Listen, listen, some, there's some things you've been through in your life. There's a drought that you've been going through in your life and you did not give up on God. There's a drought that's been going on in your life and you said, listen, I'm going to give you my life, Jesus. I'm going to put my faith and my trust in you. And guess what? As you put your faith and your trust in him, this is what God tells us. There is something happening in the atmosphere. God is, God is going to continue to fill you up. That's why you got the keys. When you trust in God, you have the keys to the kingdom. And listen, this is why the jar kept filling up flour over and over and over again. This is why the oil kept filling up over and over and over again. Because when you trust God, it opens the access to the kingdoms of heaven. And when the kingdom of heaven opens up, all the, everything you need begins to filter down. Everything you've been asking God for may begin to fall down. Listen, now I can now I can find my joy. Now I can find my peace. Now I can find my hope. Now I can find a solution to overcome my addictions. Now I can find a way to overcome the problems in my life. Now I can forgive. Now I can say I'm sorry. Why? Because I trusted God with my life. And now I feel this presence falling upon me. Now I feel this direction leading me into the path of righteousness. God, I thank you. 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 Listen, see, listen. This is an overflowing thing. The God, God is saying, I'm going to open up a door while you're going through your drought. I'm going to keep filling you up. Mm. Listen, saints. While you're going through a circumstances, while you're going through your trials and tribulations, do you not know that God will give you the strength and the ability while you go through? He will keep filling you up. Why? Because you're putting your trust in Him as you're being walking, as you're talking, as you're living. God is steady, keeping you and He's sustaining you because He loves you and He cares for you because you decided to put your trust in the King. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Listen, she went away, and I'm getting ready to close. And I'm getting ready to close. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and for her family and for her son. Now her son didn't have to die. Some of us had the plan. Like I said, the plan has disrupted our family. But now when they trusted in God, the family can live. Oh, Jesus. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug, jug of oil did not run dry. You will keep your strength. You will keep your power and the ability to overcome. You will have a hope of glory in your life. It will not run dry. Listen, listen, this is so powerful. Can you imagine? Can you imagine never having to go to the grocery store? Huh? Can you imagine waking up? And you open up the fridge and it's just, whoo, it's still. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Can you imagine never having to 
shut down. We're the Target shut down. We're the all the stores shut down. Isn't it wonderful that you can open up the fridge and God said, I'm going to keep supplying for you because you put your trust in me. You didn't put your trust in Walmart. You didn't put your trust in the groceries, God. Don't you worry that Walmart shut down. I got you. I'm with you. Trust me. Don't give up and die. Trust me. Trust me. Do you know what the Bible says? My father says, trust me with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways. How many ways? How many ways? He said, in all your ways, acknowledge me. He says, recognize who I am. Recognize I'm the king of kings. Recognize I'm the Lord of lords. Recognize I'm the peace. Recognize I'm your hope. Recognize I'm your joy. Recognize I can give you Recognize I can give you a supply for what you need. Recognize who I am. He said, recognize me. And I will direct your path. Your peace will not run dry. Your hope will not run dry. Your joy will not run dry. Oh, God, why are you going through the valley of the shadow of death? I shall fear no evil. Why? Because I'm trusted in my God to supply everything. Somebody tell somebody, that sounds like a good plan to me. Tell somebody, that sounds like a good plan to me. And to trust God, he is the sustainer, he is my keeper, he is my hope. And guess what? Not I really only guide you through the drop, but at the end of the drop, get ready for the latter rain.